welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity, and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows, and the fuck me, this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way, this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Unleash Your Creative Magic. Last week I asked if you'd made the time to sit and write down your plot and then I joked about knowing all too well how life can get in the way, which it does big time, we all know that. But I've been thinking about this this past week a lot because life does get in the way. But if you want to take your writing to the next level, to finish the book you may have already started or to get going with the one that you've been dreaming about, then we should really discuss how important goal setting and being focused is. This is the difference between plodding along and taking eight years to have a finished story like I did with my first one, or having a clear goal in your head of when you want to finish it. I've said it before, and there really is no time limit on your creativity. If you're happy to take eight years, then that's perfect. Join the club. When the inspiration struck me for the ghost house, all I knew was that I wanted to write this story. Actually, no, it wasn't a case of wanting to. I simply had to write this story. I had been fortunate enough to have come up with this idea. And I knew I was going to have to do something with it, regardless of the fact that I had no formal training. I hadn't attended any writing classes and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew that I was. I really think the only reason I ever did finish it was because of my love of reading. And I think that the many books I'd consumed had already given my brain half a chance to do this. I didn't know how long my chapter should be. I just kind of knew from the many crime books I'd read that it helped if they ended up on a bit of a cliffhanger that would keep my reader turning the pages. And of course, in the beginning, I really was only writing this story for myself, partly because it was exactly what I'd been longing to read and I couldn't find, and partly because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do this, I could write a bloody book. It was only once I'd typed the words the end on that roughest of rough first drafts that I thought to myself that just maybe this might be actually good enough for other people to read. I loved it. I was so proud of that story. It left me on such an amazing high every time I added to it. I was deeply invested in the characters. I was living their lives whenever I began writing. And oh, what fabulous, scary and deeply disturbed lives they were. But it was wonderful to live so many different lives from that kitchen table. Over the last few years, as well as learning to write much faster to meet my crazy deadlines... I've also been fascinated with learning about the art of setting goals. And why not? It's by having tangible goals and dreams that we continue to take positive action and work towards achieving them. Blimey, I have no idea where that came from. It sounds like my inner life coach just put in an appearance. But if you have no clear goals, it doesn't matter. I didn't. It doesn't mean you can't write your story. This next part is just in case you do or are not sure what kind of goals that you could set yourself. First of all, you need to know what kind of goals you want to achieve. So brainstorm them. What do you want? What drives you? What excites you? What's important to you? 
It's okay to feel some resistance to this way of thinking because we all know that change is scary. Make sure that this is your goal though and not somebody else's because if it is somebody else's, you're going to struggle to find the motivation to reach it. Focus on the short-term goals to get to the bigger picture. It might take a while, but you will be taking small, consistent steps to reaching your big goal. Some people like to have a certain word count they reach each day to get their books finished. And if this works for you, then that's brilliant. I can't say it works for me. I find I feel under far too much pressure. If I've been at work for eight hours and then come home to find that I'm needed to mind my grandchildren, or my son wants to go out for a drive, then the tea needs cooking and there's the biggest pile of washing known to mankind blinking at me from the corner. Then the last thing I want to do is make myself feel terrible because I haven't written the day's word count allowance. When I'm on a tight deadline, which is actually right now, and I really should be writing instead of doing this, then I'll break it down. 80,000 words to go and seven weeks to write. It is, um, hang on, I'm crap at maths. It's roughly 11,500 words or near enough. Thank God I loved English at school. I used to get thrown out of maths. I was that rubbish and I didn't listen at all. Anyway, I'll write it on my big whiteboard. I love a whiteboard. And if I remember, I'll tick it off at the end of the week. But if I have a really crazy busy week, I don't get all mad with myself. I might cry into a large glass of rosé, but there's no point beating yourself up over it. Some days I might type six, seven, eight thousand words, and others I'll be lucky if I type 725. The main thing is to try and be consistent and write as much as you can, when you can. I'm not sure if these are right, but when I was searching on the internet, I found these facts, so they could be true, or who knows, maybe not. Apparently, Ernest Hemingway wrote on average 500 words a day, and Stephen King said in On Writing that he sets a daily word count of 2,000 words, which is great if you're a full-time writer who can devote their time to being a full-time writer. Apparently Tom Wolfe, who wrote Bonfire of the Vanities, wrote 135 words a day and took 11 years to finish a book called Man in Full, which practically makes the time it took me to write The Ghost House nothing in comparison. Imagine taking 11 years. I'd be terrified I'd put my clogs before I take the end and my lovely editor Emily would be hunting me down to get the bloody thing finished. But let's say you wanted to set a goal to write 500 words a day. That would be a very healthy 3,500 words a week, 14,000 words in a month. And if you manage to keep that up, you could potentially have a first draft of your story in six months, which is completely doable, says the woman crying into her latte at the thought of such a luxury of time. I had to use a calculator to work this out and I'm still not guaranteeing it's right. So let's talk about identifying some goals. Let's say you wanted to be the next Stephen King. Did I just say that out loud? Ha. Okay, that's on my long-term goal list. But if you never read any of his books, then you're going to struggle to write in his genre and style. So let's break it down. By starting to read some of his classics, then you'll get a feel for the kind of writer he is. And just in case you're not too clear about that, I mean, he started off writing full-blown horror and then he turned his hand at fantasy and later on crime. Just by you reading some of his work, this has got to help you on the way to becoming the kind of writer that you want to be. And not just reading his books either. Reading any books in the genre you want to write in is always a good idea. By breaking these down and focusing on the short-term goals to get to the bigger picture, it might take a while, but you will be taking small, consistent steps to reach your big goal. And that has got to feel pretty fucking amazing. Imagine how good you're going to feel when you're sitting staring at that completed first draft.
So short-term and long-term goals, what is your ultimate writing goal? How are you going to get there? And what sort of short-term goals can you set to get there? Grab yourself another journal and write down your goals in there. And go as big, as big as you can. Imagine what the version of yourself living your dream life would be doing each day. Write it all out in great detail from waking up to how you spend your day, where you are, what you're doing. You can refer back to this as a reminder of your ultimate long-term goal as often as you need to, especially if the words aren't flowing. Are you a successful indie published author? Do you want to be on the Sunday Times bestseller list? Don't we all? Or in the Amazon Top 100? Would you like to see your book on the shelves in a shop? Or would you be happy to see it downloaded on your Kindle or smartphone? We all have different dreams and goals, which is a good job because we'd all be fighting over each other. For me, it's Amazon, Kobo, Apple, Top 100 every time. I dreamt about having a number one and was ecstatic when the ghost house reached the top spot in Canada. It reached number nine in the US Top 100 and over the last eight years it has worked its way into the UK Top 100 five times. I had to go back and check my ranking history to find this out and I had no idea it had done that, which was a lovely surprise for me. One Left Alive spent over a week at number one on Kobo, which was also pretty amazing. But just having your completed book out there is such a huge achievement. It doesn't matter where it ranks in the charts. The fact that you can turn around and say to someone, I wrote that, is something that you should be very, very proud of. I remember at work, I never told anyone that I was a writer until I'd signed the contract for the first two books in the Annie Graham series. And even then I found myself embarrassed to say anything. I remember saying to Steve, I'll just be happy if it sells 10 copies and the people who buy it enjoy it. And I was glad to have the opportunity for it to be out there in the whole wide world for readers to find and enjoy. But I was worried what people would think of me. God knows why I felt like I couldn't tell anybody. I do think it has a lot to do with the way we are brought up from a young age. We're told that it's not polite to talk about ourselves or to show off. And I think I had this deep-seated fear that people would think I was showing off. Let me tell you, when you have taken any number of years to write and then rewrite a book numerous times, then plucked up the courage to send it out on submission and see it come back faster than a boomerang with rejection slip after rejection slip, take it from me, you have earned the right to call yourself a writer. Even the act of plotting and coming up with an idea for a story makes you a bona fide writer. So be proud of yourself and don't be scared to tell people that you're taking an hour or two to yourself to work on the Our Stories, Our Book. You don't need to justify it. If you chose to take up fishing or golfing, you wouldn't have to feel embarrassed or bad by taking that time to go and fish and golf, would you? So why should you feel that way because you want to be a writer? But going back to goals, let's say... Your ultimate goal is to see your book published. This is a great one and it was definitely mine once I realised that I might just be able to do something with the story I'd been plodding along writing. So that's your long-term goal. To see your book on Amazon. I'm using Amazon as an example because it's easier and everyone has heard of it. Plus, if you decide to go down the indie publishing route, then it's one way to see your finished book published out there for readers without any of the pain of submitting and getting rejected. But there are other amazing platforms out there that offer great opportunities too. What would your medium-term goal be? To complete your manuscript, to actually have a finished story that you can work with in order to reach your long-term goal of getting that story published. So how are you going to reach your medium-term goal? By setting short-term goals of writing a chapter at a time. 
You could make that your goal for the next month to write the next chapter or the first chapter, depending upon where you are on this journey. So how long do your chapters need to be? How long is a piece of string? Some writers like long chapters and others like shorter, snappier ones. It's whatever you prefer or enjoy writing. My Annie Graham books have longer chapters that come in around 2,500 to 3,000 words, whereas my Morgan Brooks chapters have much shorter and on average around 1,000 words. Let's say you wanted to go for around 2,000 words a chapter. That would be 500 words a week. We're back on the maths. And that, again, is workable. If you wrote a chapter a month, it would take around 40 months to write a book, which is around three years and three months. You get my drift. If you're not in a rush, then that's a pretty good length of time to write a first book in, or any book in. If, on the other hand, you're wanting to have it finished a lot sooner, then, well, I'm going to have to let you work out the maths. But you get the idea. The point of this is that by setting yourself smaller goals and breaking them down, this is the killer part of this fabulous idea, by the way. But even the smaller goals, you just have to keep working towards them. If you do that, then you will reach your medium goal of having the first draft of a manuscript to work with. And it doesn't matter how rough of a draft it is. Just ask my amazing editors over the years about the state of some of the drafts I've turned into them. Poor Anna Bagley, when she looked at the ghost house, worked tirelessly with me to help write it and then rewrite and rewrite it again before she could take it to the buying team for Karina, the brand new digital imprint within Harlequin Books, which was just starting up when I got signed in 2012. I really must have rewritten the ghost house at least four or five times and these were full rewrites. But you know why I agreed to them? Because I wanted it to be the best it could be. I wanted that book to have a chance out in the world, so I was willing to take the criticism, and there was a lot of criticism, and work my ass off to make it better. It was such hard work, but the thought at the end that I might get a publishing contract really did make it all worthwhile. But like I've said before, you can't edit what you haven't written, so for now, I wouldn't even worry about that unless you've written your story and are ready for the next stage. So go and write down your goals, make them as big as you can and reach for the stars because the dreamers of this world make it a much more interesting place to live. Remember that you are amazing and you can do anything you dream of and be fearless in pursuing the things that set your soul on fire. Thank you for listening and until next time, take care. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.